0: Día y noche, oh, oh, así quiero yo adorar, así quiero yo estar, te adoro, Señor, hallelujah. hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Every time I think of your love, I just want to worship. You could clap your hand if you want to every time i think of your lord i just want to worship your love. all day all night that's what i want to do lord hallelujah oh yeah hallelujah <laughs> oh hallelujah oh hallelujah remember the time when the doctor said to me, there's a possibility that you won't be able to preach or say anymore, oh Lord. He said, I won't do that anymore. I cry all night, saying, Lord, how could this be? Then suddenly... I heard a voice from heaven that said, My son, don't be afraid, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am the Lord that healeth thee. I want to rejoice and be in thanksgiving. I just thank God for being so good to me. Hallelujah Just wanna thank the Lord for being so good to me Woo-hoo. 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 Every time I think of your love just want to worship worship Every time I think about you Lord just want to worship worship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 all day and all night. Just want to worship you, Lord, yeah, yeah, all day and
1: all night. That's it. I don't know if you picked that up in the song. The doctor told him he'd never sing or preach. And God said, I'm the Lord that heals you. So he said, I just want to sing a song to show the devil he can both worship and sing and preach. Amen. Get your Bibles out and go to James chapter 1. Tonight we're going to talk about, well, the, the sermon is called Joy Unspeakable because my sermon title was too long. Anyway, I think that's a good one right there. There you go. But originally it was how to handle tough times. You can take which one you want. How are we going to handle the days we're living in? Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. James chapter 1, verse 1. I tell you what, now listen to this statement. We are living in a wonderful time. I know a lot of people don't believe that. We live in a wonderful time. Jesus is on the throne, and we're going to show you in a minute that he's up there laughing. He's up there going, (laughs) what are they doing? And he wants you to laugh with him. So James chapter 1 verse 1, and we'll take off here. James, a bondservant, now you know that James was a pastor of the church in Jerusalem. This is one of the only pastoral epistles in the Bible. All the rest of them are apostolic, or prophetic, or from an evangelist. But this is from a pastor. That is the reason why it is written very very differently than all the other books in the bible he's he's not evangelizing he's taking care of sheep now during the writing of this his church has fallen apart and people are running out of jerusalem to save their life and he's writing his church members a letter as they run for their life think about that for a minute this is his letter James, a bondservant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ of the twelve tribes scattered. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing the testing of your faith produces patience. The word patience could be in translated endurance or to remain constant. Let endurance have its perfect work that you'll be perfect, complete, and lack nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God to give us the liberty without reproach and to be given him. He's, taught, he's writing a letter to Christians. And this is a very, very hard time here in Jerusalem, harder than what we're dealing with right now, harder than most of us have ever been through. They've left homes. They've left jobs. They've left families. The whole city of Jerusalem has fallen and they're leaving with the clothes on their back, and this is his first words, Counterjoy. Well, joy. I mean, you know, we hear that statement all the time, but let me ask you, what else is there to do right now? Amen. Let's talk about this for a moment. Um, we talked about this Sunday. How long do we have until Adam's lease is up? Does anybody know? About seven years. That's when, that's when 2,000 years from the resurrection of Jesus. Now, I don't know how to handle this, but 2039 is, five, is, is 6,000 years from Adam. I don't know how to put those two together. I don't try to. I just know that it's soon and very soon. When we realize that our, our time here is coming to an end, and I want to make a statement to you, Satan's kingdom is falling apart but God's is not. Let's say it again. Satan is frantic. Satan right now is scared out of his mind. Do you understand? I said this in Bible school last night, and a lot of people didn't know this. Satan's never been to hell. He's never been down there. And he knows it's not a long ways off. And he is doing everything in his power and his power to stop that day. That's what we're watching. But his, his kingdom is shattering. It's falling. Everything that he ever tried to stop God and it hasn't done it, tried to stop Jesus, hasn't done it, had to stop the resurrection, wished he had never crucified the Lord of glory, he did. Redeemed man, and the next day there were 5,000 little Jesuses. How would you like to kill a guy, and the next day there's 5,000 of them running around a city? And God's going, ha, ha, ha on you, buddy. You ought not done that. And so all this time he's, he's like, I, I, I got to do something because his destiny is sealed and his kingdom is falling apart and his kids know that his kingdom is falling apart and we're living in that time and I'm calling it a wonderful time because we are watching a soon return of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's enough to go, Count it all joy. Amen. All right, now when he says count it joy, that means you've got to consider it joy, even though at times it doesn't look like something you would rejoice. You don't rejoice in things. He says rejoice in the Lord, not in your job, not... See, see let, me, let me say this right now, and i gotta, I got to say this, and I, and I want to give you a little precursor, so I don't want you to throw anything at me. We've been preaching to Christians for years, have a relationship with God, get in the Word of God, grow in God, learn to pray. They didn't. Now they're going, Wow! Ah! Yeah. So when somebody comes up to me and goes, and we've had a lot of phone calls lately, not even not from this church, Christians in Orlando who know about us, help us, what do we do? Well, I'd highly recommend you get back in church, get a Bible out, learn to pray. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you know, we, that we've had someone else doing it for us so long. Yeah, right. That's right. Now that we have to do something, we're like, yeah. I didn't get ready. It's like knowing a marathon's coming and you never do train for it until the day you come and you're 80 pounds overweight and you've got to run 20 miles. That just ain't going to work. All right. So it says they, they were scattered abroad. Look at Acts 8, 1, and I want you to read this. This is written during the same time period that James is talking about. See, Jesus prophesied that Jerusalem would fall to the enemy. He prophesied it, he told him it was going to happen. Now, James is pastoring a church there, and he's not leaving, but look at this. Saul was consul- consenting to his death at that time, a great persecution arose against the church which was at Jerusalem and they were scattered throughout the regions of Judea, Samaria except the apostles. That means that, the, that apo- Jerusalem's falling, the pastor's staying with the ship, but the people are running. Now let me ask you a question. Was that good or bad? Depends on whose point of view. Jesus told them to go in all the world and preach the gospel. They didn't. Thank you. Yeah. So Philip, when you read the rest of this, Philip went down the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them, and the people with one accord gave heed to the things that Philip spoke, both hearing and seeing the miracles. But when you're reading it, you understand he's not on a crusade, he's running. He just happens to be running through a town. Okay, mind. Go to, go to Acts 2, 8-2. Let's read it. All right, let's read Acts 8, 3, and let's see if I can find it. Uh, anyway, I've got to find out where it is. Is it a 5? Is it 5? Put 5 up there. Therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching. Well, I don't know. Maybe God wants to get you to Russia. There might be a way to get you to do it. Never mind. I was listening to a report the other day about a young man up in Canada. He's a young evangelist that um, follows Shuttlesworth. And that little, that little dude is putting up platforms and preaching and people are getting saved and he just doesn't give a rip what the government thinks. And then we got Mario Murillo in California. Doesn't care what the government thinks. Putting up platforms and tents. People are getting saved by the thousands. We are seeing the rise of platform and tent evangelists and they are young men and young women that are full of God. Yeah, it's great. And they just don't care. It's yeah. And we're watching it. So we live in, in a wonderful, exciting time. We're going to watch the, the, a revival in America that will trump anything that we've ever seen. But it's going to be a tough time also. And I don't want to get into that because I don't want to scare you it says the kingdom of world has fallen apart. Look at Habakkuk 3:17. Go over there. I'm going to see if I can find it. Habakkuk 3, and I, um, I I want to get you mentally prepared for trouble. Now we don't we don't like to hear that. We want everything to stay rosy, beautiful, never a problem. But it's not real. That does not mean that you're going under. Are y'all out there? Yeah. We're going to learn right now why you count it joy. Let me add, I'm going to tell you a story real quick. As a matter of fact, let me just read it to you before we read this. Pastor, a friend of Mark Hankins, said, I had a friend who pastored the church. He's believing God for $3 million to build a new auditorium. He was very concerned because it was an impossible situation. One day he was trying to pray, but he was worrying and complaining about it to the Lord. And the Holy Spirit said, how would you act if you had the money? All right, I, I'm, you see, whatever you desire, when you pray, believe he heard you. Did he hear him? How should he have been acting if he had the money. Thank you. Count it all joy, baby. Amen. So let me read it to you again. He said, he, and so he said, well, I'd be real happy. And the Lord said, well, the pastor started praying really hard. The Lord said, how would you act if you had $3 million? He said, I would be real happy. And the Lord said, well, it took him a few times and finally got the message And he stopped complaining and started praising, dancing, and shouting as though he had the money. How would you act if the Bible was true? How would you be acting right now if Jesus was Lord? How would you be acting if your prayers actually did get answered? How would you act if the greater one lived on the inside of you? How would you be acting if the Lord was the Lord of glory and seated at the right hand of God? How would you be acting? You see, you're not counting the joy because you're just going, well, I just think you ought to get a happy face. He didn't say get a happy face. He said, though you've lost your house and though you're running for your life, there is a God up in heaven that's going to take care of you, and the greatest move of God in the earth is about to begin, and you're about to kick start it off right here in Jerusalem and get out of here and go do something in the world worth doing. I'm coming back real soon, and I want you to act as though I'm still on the throne. Now, you know, it, it, people, are, we're going we're to we're gonna have to change the way we do church now. And, and, and you know, I'm, I'm just going to tell you this right up front. No, no more sad faces. You come in here looking sad, we're either going to bring you up here and lay hands on you suddenly or we're going to ask you to go to another church. There are other churches that the M.O. is to be sad. You, you need to understand that's what they do. That's not what we do. That's not what we don't do that in here. We are holy rollers. We're devil-chasing, tongue-talking, holy rollers in this church. We believe in rolling in the floor. We believe in running and dancing. Now, we do believe in doing it decently in order. So if you're going to run, please all run in the same direction. Glory to God. We don't want a train wreck up here in the front. Now, let me ask you a question. If you prayed and he heard you, does your praise have anything to do with the answer? Yes. Your are expect- Your worship is your expectation of the answer. Your attitude is the expectation that God heard you. How do we know you believe he heard you? There will be a smile on your face. There will be a jump in your step. And there will be a hallelujah in your voice. You know, you understand faith. Faith is happy and and doubt is sad. I didn't say that everything was going good, I said it's going good for you. See, God will turn it around. Whatever you're dealing with, you know, we have a God of the impossible and and we read stories in the Bible, the enemy's coming against them and God set ambushments and wiped their enemy out. And how did he do that? They were worshiping God. They weren't out there fighting. They were giving him glory. All right. Do you understand? We have a different way of doing battle. You see, when God sent them to Jericho, he didn't say, get a bulldozer. He didn't say, climb the wall. He didn't say, throw a rope up over it. He said, you walk around the outside of it and shout like I'm God. And the angels came along and took Jericho and shoved it in the dirt, and they walked right over the top of the walls. Now, you understand everything God's ever done is supernatural, and I don't think he's going to be changing anytime soon. I don't think he's going to be asking us for his help. But he has asked us to get in faith, and faith shouts at impossibilities. Amen. I'm just getting wound up. I don't even need you to give me new batteries. All right, look at, look at this. Habakkuk <laughs> 3.17, let's read it. Go put it back up there. I didn't need it. Though the fig tree not blossom nor the fruit beyond the vine. Though the labor of the olive may fail and the fields yields no fruit, though the flock is cut off from the fold and there is no herd in the stall, yet I'll rejoice in the Lord, I will joy in the God of my salvation. If I wake up one morning and I don't have no job, I'm going to shout and count it all joy. If I wake up one morning and, the, and, and I find out that they placed a, 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 an illegal president in the office, I'm going to count it all joy. If I find out one morning that they stole an election, I'm going to count it all joy. If I find out one morning that every church in the city shut down, I'm going to count it all joy. You know, there's a scripture that Paul said, I die daily. He's not talking about putting his flesh under. He said, today just might be my last day. So I think I'm going to just glory to God. I'm just going to give it all I've got. You see, every Sunday I thought, they might lock me up. Well, let's just go ahead and preach the gospel and give an altar call and get someone else born again. Well, they never did lock me up, hallelujah. (laughs) I got to tell you this, and a lot of people don't know this. Doctor gave me a year to live. Told me you don't have long. I went, okay. I was scheduled to go to Russia. I took Jordan. I never told Lisa why. I took him to bring my body back. She didn't know that until I got home. If I'm going to die, I'm going to die in the will of God. I can't come. I don't feel good. <laughs> you big faith. Yep. Was, I was so sick I couldn't. i preach and go sleep. I'd preach and go sleep. I had a bunch of preachers want to talk to me. and We got on a train in Katrinburg. We're going all the way to the North Pole. I'd, I'd fall asleep right in my bunk. Mm-hmm. Hour later, I'd wake up and they'd be sitting there waiting to talk to me. <laughs> I'd talk a while and I'd fall back asleep. And I went to the. Next, I had 500 people filled with the Holy Ghost in a in a church, and I had people healed and I was sick. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Can I tell you a crazy story? Y'all don't throw anything at me. Please don't. Please don't think bad of me. I got the Montezuma's resent, revenge so bad up in. Siberia, that they, the game, I was out preaching and and, and, and I, I, I got about a one hour window and I got to find a bathroom. Well, at the end of it, they lined a whole bunch of people up for me to pray for. Well, I'm running out of time. And I bowed my head and I said, I need you to do a miracle. I need you to heal all these people right here. Because at the end of this line is a bathroom, and I got to get in it. I don't normally tell you all this kind of stuff, but y'all came on a Wednesday night. You deserve the best I got. And I went running down that line, and God was healing me. I get all the way to the end, and the pastor's wife wanted, wanted me to minister to him. And I'm like, I don't have time. i like, I don't have time to be talking to nobody right now. And I said, Lord, help me. He said, it's her marriage. Give him $100 and tell him to take her out to eat and buy her a dress. I handed her the money. She said, that's God. And they went out into power. Everyone was on the floor, and I hit the bathroom. (laughs) 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 No, 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 that's the first time I've ever told that one. and That that might be the last time I ever tell that one. (laughs) But that's called count it all joy when you fall into different trials and temptations. (laughs) But it was a good trip and I didn't die. And anyway, that was a long time ago. Kind of like I told Nathan, how long did they tell you you had? He had a brain tumor. At least we know he has a brain now. I mean, we're wondering about that. I remember going over to his house and looking at him and I said, Nathan, you'll live and not die. And he said, amen. And we got an agreement. Isn't God good? And God good. Love that man. Let's look at another one. Proverbs fifteen five. Say hallelujah anyhow. Don't wait till you feel like it. Don't wait until you feel anything. I mean, just get up and just Jesus is Lord. 155. All the days of the afflicted are evil but he who has a merry heart has a continual feast. Is there a benefit in counting it joy? You better believe it is. Counting it joy is spiritual. It is an act of faith. We should have church services where where we actually get in here and worship God it is healthy for you matter of fact while that's happening while you're giving him glory God is at that point able to answer the prayers you've been asking the people you've been praying over the angels are going out right then and taking care of that situation the money you've been believing God for it's coming in while you're in here giving him glory There is a thing called a praise cure. Yeah. Who was it? Lillian B. Yeoman uh, got, was, a, was working in a hospital. She got smallpox. Doctor came in and said, ooh, this is a bad case. He said, you're going to have to lay here in the bed and just be real still and be real quiet. She bowed her head and said, Lord, want you me to do it? He said, I want you to praise me for every pox. And she had a lot of them. And he showed her, a, he showed her a, a, a scale and he said, right now, this is the smallpox and this is your worship. But when your worship is more than the pox, that scale will dip and the healing power of God will come on you. And so she started shouting. The doctor came in and said, if you keep doing that, you're going to die. He, she said, I no," And she shouted more. Finally, they just got to where the nurses left her alone. They couldn't stop her from from worshiping God and giving Him glory and shouting. She said, I shouted and I worshiped and I gave Him glory. And after a while, the Holy Spirit said, now that's enough. I think it took a couple of days. And all of a sudden, bam, the power of God hit her. And every small pox on her body fell off of her right in the floor. And she got up out and danced by the bed and said, He is glory be to God. But see, she had already been counting it all joy already long before she saw the answer to that thing. We're still sitting around waiting for the answer so we can start worshiping. God's waiting for you to worship so he can send the answer. He inhabits the praises of his people, so if you ain't praising, he ain't got nothing to hang on to. Hallelujah, anyhow. All right, all right, let's look at another one. Psalm 2, oh, no, no, Proverbs 3. Proverbs 3, go over there, and then we'll go to Psalm 2. I don't want to skip one of these. They're all good. 3. 23, then you'll walk safely in your way and your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. And yes, you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden terror nor trouble from the wicked when it comes. Don't be afraid of trouble from the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confident and keep your foot from being caught. Will he take care of us? Yeah. He'll take care of us. I walked in a job one time in Winter Park, and they said, and they were sad. They were looking like a funeral home. They, I think they had gone to ask the funeral home how to fire people, and they, they folded their hands real sweet, and, 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 I, and I'm sitting outside, and I'm watching all the people go into the big dog's office, and everybody comes out crying. And I said, what's going on in there? And they, Oh, it was a bad day. They came in there and they folded their hands and they said, well, we just need to let you know. You know Philip Crosby. Mm-hmm. We're having to let you go. I said, well, glory to God. Amen. And he looked at me and said, I think you misunderstood me. Amen. I said, no, I didn't. You're firing me. He said, no, we're not firing you. We're laying you off. I said, oh, well, that's kind of the same he said, would you like for us to help you get a job? I said, you couldn't help me keep this one. I want your help. I said, no, I'm going to look to the hills where comes my help. And I looked at him and I said, I'll have a job before the sun comes up in the morning. And I said, since you guys are needing money so bad, do y'all mind if I pray for y'all? And they said, no. No, we do not mind. And I reached over to my desk and I said, God, help this company get back on its feet in Jesus' name. And I hallelujah and help them out. And I got up and I said, gentlemen, it's been wonderful. Later they came to Tom and said, he ain't like everybody else. (laughs) Got home that night and I'm preaching in my youth group and the phone rings. Gary Rathman called, got, got, heard you got fired. I said, That's about the point. Yeah, I did. He said, Be at work at seven. I got a raise. <laughs> I woke up the next morning, went right back to work. Come on, y'all, there is a God. He is a good God. He said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Come on, I've never seen. The righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. Say, I've never seen. The righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. Say, I will never beg for bread. I will never lack for money. I will never lack for a job. I will never lack for favor. I will never lack for healing. I will never lack for the blessing of Abraham. I will never lack for anything because God meets all of my needs. Glory to God. Ah, uh, let's just act a little while like the Bible's true. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, 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 when I was a sinner, I knew that people were supposed to live drunk. I didn't change because I got saved. I just got a least expensive, well, more expensive wine, but it's at least legal for now, for now. No hangovers either. No dime bag either. Ain't no dime bag. Ain't no no odor in the car. (laughs) No green smoke. All right. (laughs) Some people don't know what we're talking about, but that's all right. That's all right. Psalm two. I think some of them did. I got to. No, I don't want to tell you all my dope story. That just not right. It's just not right. The Bible says, take it and put it all underneath the blood. Get it under the blood. but I will tell you this. <laughs> when you've been driving down the highway an hour and feel like all the cars that are coming by you are speeding. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 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 and 30 minutes later, you realize that you need to go to second gear.
0: That's
1: yep. <laughs> <laughs> Something. <laughs> See, there they don't, they're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) This is legal rated, Zach. This is legal rated. I had a man one time said, what are you smoking? I was so drunk in the Holy Ghost. I said, this is not that what you think. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Psalm 2, 1. Let's read this. I love this psalm. Because I think this is the U.S. now. I think it's been a lot of nations. But what a powerful psalm for now. Why do the nations rage and the people plot vain things? They're plotting. Oh, they think they got this down. I like something Jonathan Shuttlesworth said. Don't worry about the new world order. They're already running 10 years behind right now. <laughs> and none of their plans have worked out real good. And they probably won't until we're gone. And listen, if you're not ready, you don't want to be here. Because when the bowls are opened, you're going to wish you had gone to church and, and met Jesus. Amen. Okay. Why do the nations rage and people plot vain things? The kings, that's politicians and people of the earth set themselves and the rulers have taken counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed and said, let's break their bonds in pieces and cast their cords from us. Does that sound like a little bit of what's happening right now? Do you kind of see the correlation like, They don't really want us in the school system. Are you sort of feeling like they're not wanting to know what we think about that? Are you sort of getting the feeling that they don't really want us in Washington at all? Are you getting the feeling that they would really rather us not be around? Well, they'll get their chance real soon, and we will leave them with it all. But in the meantime, now I love this verse, and the Lord sits in the heaven is doing what? If he thinks this is funny, shouldn't we? Yeah, yeah. When I hear what's going on, the only thing I want to do is go, ha, ha, ha. We are headed. Now, the devil didn't plan this, but he has never. He just hasn't. I love the roadrunner and the coyote. I, 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 I know there's a lot of cartoons that are stupid, but that's so devil, Christian. I, it's just, I want to put on there spirit-filled roadrunner and dumb coyote devil, and nothing he plans for. He just does everything. And I, I'm wondering why he hasn't spent the money to buy food with the dynamite instead of trying to catch the roadrunner. But then again, if I understood that I would understand politics. Never mind. Oh, I don't want to go down that road. I just want to stay away from it right now, the political side of all this. I've never seen so much stupid there is a scripture in the Bible that says in the last days there will be Moronis. I should, I should find that for you. I found it in Rick Renner's book. It's the, it's the Greek word morons. And I read it and I went, we have found them.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, they're not ready for our, 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 our joy. That, don't, don't let... He, He who offends you rules you. Don't let him have your joy. If God is laughing, just out of respect, laugh with him. When you think about America. (laughs) That's funny. Satan's never pulled anything off yet. Now I want you to think about this in Jerusalem. I mean the devil has been tracking Jesus For three years he has sent every religious leader every Roman soldier I mean he sends a Roman soldier to arrest him and Jesus heals him I mean that'll mess up you that the devil's go now what happened there well I, I and then right down at the very last day one of his disciples whacked a dude's ear off and Jesus healed him so every time a religious leader meets Jesus to go and try to confound him, he ends up getting healed and going back and going, we, we ain't never heard anybody talk like that. We've never seen anybody act like that. And we tr- tried to trap him, and we don't know what happened, but he just left. Yeah. Don't you know the devil is just having a heart attack? Mm-hmm. Finally, yeah, yeah, yeah. finally, gets one of his disciples, pays him a little bit of money and goes, okay, I think we finally got something working now. Takes him out, beats him up real good and nails him to a cross. And the demons drag him into hell and go, oh! And God said, "Um, what are you doing with my son? He ain't never sinned. And the devil's going, uh, we didn't think about that. (laughs) Now you're going to have to turn him loose. So Jesus comes out of hell like a rubber ball off the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean, grabs his body on the way by, breathes on his disciples, and 3,000 people are instantly born again and come out of darkness. And Satan goes, No, 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 not 3,000 Jesuses. What did we do? So then he causes a trouble in Jerusalem and the gospel spreads all over Europe, which caused you to get saved. Everything he's ever done has been a failure. How many of you think he's doing okay now? Do you think they have it together? No they don't. there's nothing in their camp but confusion and darkness. How do you what, what do you do when you know that everybody you're working with is a liar? I'm talking about the other party. He who sits in the leaven- heavens laughs the Lord will hold them in derision. this is America this is the bad people. He will speak. He shall speak to them in his wrath and distress them in his deep displeasure. And then he says this, I set my king on my holy hill and I will declare the decree and the Lord said to me, you're my son today, I've begotten you. Ask me, I'm fixing to give you this nation for your inheritance. i say ha, ha, ha. (laughs) Say the greatest move of God is in the earth, in the earth. Right, now. right now. Now, last the other night we were with Mark and Trina, and um, Trina was preaching on Samson and the pillars. And I said, yeah, I've had that guy try to sell me a pillar lately too. Never mind. What is it, mypillar.com? How many of y'all are? Ever since I signed up, he had been trying to get me to buy a pillar. But Anyway. Samson got his hands on the pillars. pillars, And again, everything the devil tried to do, and they're, and they're rejoicing that Dagon has finally whipped God, and Samson says, if you'll just put my hand on these pillars. Come on. God, oh, y'all, I'm going to tell you something. This is where it's about to just get flat exciting in America. Say this is a wonderful time. I don't know whether you've noticed this or not. It has not been difficult to find a Christian lately. It's, it's, it's become real obvious who is and who's not? Yes. If they ever make me wear it, I want to get a mask. Are you saved? <laughs> if you say with your mouth, Jesus. That's for the times they they make me. Are y'all all right? Yes. And the ends of the earth for your possession, and you shall break them with a rod of iron and shall dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. Now therefore be wise, O kings. He's talking to you. Listen to me. This is you. Be wise, O kings. Be instructed, you judges in the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son lest he's angry, and you perish in the way, and his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are those who put their trust in him. We serve a mighty God, and right now, he still is a God of wrath. I know that doesn't sound good, but just listen to me for a moment. The blood of Jesus is holding it back. It isn't that he's changed. But there will come a day when he will catch his church away, and that wrath, God will then be able to go, this is my time. God is going to let this earth know what he thinks about the way they live. The last time was a flood. This one's going to be fire. You say, will there be a nuclear war? There will be, but we won't be here. Will there be starvation? There will be. We won't be here. Will there be a bigger pandemic? Yes, there will, but we won't be here. Now, you go ahead and get your bullets and hide in your house, but I'm going to get my Bible and then get out of mine. <laughs> what is there to be afraid of? If God is on your side, what is there to be afraid of? Right. There's nothing to fear. You know, we're talking about the airplane a while ago. Now, that, that, that's actually a good idea. If somebody would just buy a corporate jet, we could keep it full. I could keep it full. I've already got about two dozen preachers in central Florida that, would be, that go to Raymond, that go to Tulsa three times a year, go to Marks three times a year, go all over the state of Florida. I mean, they're all over the place. There's people everywhere. And I've got, I've got one pastor who just bought an airplane. Just bought one. I've got another one looking at a plane. Justin and I are looking at a plane. And I'm thinking, you know what? what if somebody just just used a little sense. There's people who don't, who are born again non-vaxxers that want to fly. And there's more of us than there are of them. And I'm thinking, what are they doing with the hospitals? You, that's about as dumb as you can get. Well, then somebody just start a Christian one. You remember Marcus Welby? He actually went to people's houses. Yeah. Why don't you just get you a horse and a cart and quit charging people $100,000 for an aspirin and just do it right? right. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, make a house call.
1: Yeah. You know, I'm not fond of hospitals. i got to tell you a story. I went in the hospital one time, and the doctor came in there and put a stethoscope on me. How much did that cost me, Lisa? Five grand? <laughs> five thousand. The other one came in and put a stethoscope, and he billed me for five thousand. Another one came in, put a stethoscope on me, charged me five thousand. Another one put a stethoscope on and charged me five thousand, and then my doctor came in. I said, Well, all the, well we have to have all that. I said, you're a bunch of liars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aspirin, hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I said, oh, I would have sold them for fifty. Yeah. i I'm, I'm just is there not a place for honest people? Yeah. Uh-huh. There is. Yeah. The system's broken, guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's broke. And I'm glad it's broken. I'm glad it's broken. So people will wake up and go, maybe we should do something. There's great opportunities. Well, you you could start um, electric filming stations. I went over like a lead We thought about starting one right here. I want Tesla people to come to this church. I, I really want everybody in this church to be a millionaire. I mean, I just think everybody in the church ought to be a millionaire. I mean, I want all of the Bentleys. We'll take Lexus if that's all you can afford. That's all at least you can afford right now. But anyway, anyway, it's all I can afford. That's all I'm going to do. We'll take all the Bentleys and the Cadillacs and the, um, so I've got to tell you another story. I love to tell stories, so y'all just bear, bear with me. When I, when I first started going to Rama meetings, because we are the prosperity cult, I mean the prosperity preachers. This is a true story. We had a meeting in Calaqua. Now, none of y'all don't know where that is, but that's a, that's a place up in North Florida where all of the Rama churches in the state of Florida and Georgia and Alabama were meeting for a special RMI, Rhema meeting. Now, the big buzzword, was what are you driving Uh, and you know i i i I thought well we got a honda accord and you know and they got they got their 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 um, lincolns Mm -hmm. that was like the the, the car Mm -hmm. and they got their cadillacs and i went and rented a 182 (laughs) they had an airport And they're all parked at the end of the runway. And so I'm flying up over to Kalakwa, and I land with Lisa. Big red and white $200,000 airplane. And parked right between the Cadillac and the Lincoln. And I got out and I said, what you driving? What you driving? That's good. I like it. That's the way to do it. Amen. Some of y'all just need some joy right now, I'm going to tell you. I'm, I'm just having a good time, and y'all are looking at me like, what does that have to do with joy? <laughs> Not a thing. It made, you happy. <laughs> it made me happy. I liked it. Isaiah 61.1. Say, count it all joy. I'm going to tell you something to the degree of your joy is the degree of your faith. And you're gonna to have to start getting you're going to, we're gonna have to start counting it joy a lot more than we have been. I mean on purpose. The Spirit of the God is on me, sixty one one, because he's anointed me to preach good news good news. Say say good news. He sent me to heal people who were broken hearted. He sent me to proclaim liberty to people who were captive. Were you captive? An opening of the prison doors to people who were bound. I was bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. I'm there. The day of the vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. Console all who mourn in Zion and to give them beauty for ashes and an oil of joy for mourning and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness how do we know you're saved honey there ought to be a spirit of joy on you where you're walking around acting like there is I mean how many of you are born again right now and your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life how many of you were bound and you're not bound no more how many of you were uh, had sin, but it is gone? How many of you are forgiven? How many of you have the favor of God? How many of you have the oil of joy in the morning? Then the joy of the Lord, you have it in, it's your strength. And right now he has given you joy. Then he said, the joy of the Lord is your what? Well, that's why you're weak. Smith Wigglesworth said, someone asked him, how do you wake up in the morning? And he, and he was an old man. He said, well, I get out of my bed and I do about 12 minutes of high-speed dancing. That's how he starts off his day. Hallelujah. Folks, we're going to have to learn to start our days off. Get out of bed and go, Jesus is Lord Hallelujah, name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. If God is on my side and no weapon formed against me will prosper, if I lose my job, you'll get me another one. If I, no matter what, happens, if I get sick, I'll get healed. I have the favor of God, Jesus, hallelujah. I mean, you just going to have to learn how to just get out of bed that way. You say, I'm not a morning person. Well, then just go ahead and stay in bed till noon and then get out. Some of you already do that anyway. (laughs) Oh, isn't God good? There was a time in the church. See, we're not in here. This is not a crusade. And I'm not a public speaker. It's church. This is a place for you to get full of God. Because you're going to need him. Every day of your life. I'm gonna tell you something right now. It's the time to get to get lit, and stay lit. I don't know how anybody's gonna do it. These people are going. I don't know if I believe in all of that. Well, you will soon. You will soon. I I, I gotta tell you. I'm gonna tell you on Justin. Where's Justin? He he's gone. Yeah. We were in Louisiana, and him and Darren. I don't know what happened to Darren and Justin, but there he is peeking in the door. And they were running through the building and they collided and laid in the floor on top of each other and just drunk. You don't lay on another man unless you're drunk. The <laughs> the two men are laying on the floor hugging. They they're full of God, because that's just not right. Just lay there drunk in the Holy Ghost. But I'm gonna tell you something. You need to go. You need to just go. See, you need to go get drunk. Let's just go get drunk. Let's just all go get, let's go to church and get drunk. Now, I'm going to say something to you, and I'm not going to try to scare you. But years ago in this church, there were Sundays. We didn't get out of here till midnight. There wasn't anybody that could walk.
0: <laughs> you
1: remember that, Jeannie? Yes. There was a carnival going on in the parking lot, and we were carrying people to their cars. And there was two drunks sitting outside our church. And they said, what are y'all doing in there? That's <laughs> what so we're having church. And they said, no, you're not either.
0: <laughs>
1: when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, I went to Dorville, Georgia and laid hands on me. I got filled with the Holy Ghost. I got so drunk in the spirit. I was 53 miles from home, and all I did was laugh. And I had a buddy with me. He didn't get filled with holes. <laughs> and <laughs> about halfway home, he looked at me and said, "What the H is so funny?" <laughs> That's what I did. I just said, <laughs> "Yeah." He got quite offended at us because nobody told him the joke. He want to know what the joke was. I said, ain't no joke." You know, when people don't understand, they, they don't have it. You know, they just, yeah. you know. But I have learned this. When you go to a Mark Hankins meeting, one of you needs to stay out of the spirit because someone's got to drive. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you another story. Rodney Howard Brown had a meeting in Lakeland. And uh, this, this preacher, this preacher went. And, and he went to the meeting. He was in there just drunk, just, just drunk in the spirit. And he came out of the meeting and staggered to his car and got in his car and he's driving down I-4 going back to, down toward Tampa. And he's weaving a little bit. He's kind of happy. State trooper pulled him over. And he walks up to him and says, what's with you, buddy? Rolls the window down, and the guy's laughing. Ha, 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 he said, not drunk. He said, are you drunk? Ha, ha, he said, he said, "Get out, get, get out of the car." And the, and the old Pentecostal preacher got out of the car. And he said, "Now stand right there." And the anointing jumped off of him on the cop. <laughs> and next thing you know, the cop is staggering around drunk in the Holy Ghost. And the preacher got his sense about him and he looked at the cop and the cop's laying down on the side of the interstate laughing in the Holy Ghost. And he said, what's with you? He goes, I'm back backslidden Pentecostal preacher's son. I just want to let you know God arrested him that night. The old preacher got back in his car and went on down the road and left the cop laying there drunk on the side of the road. Isn't God fun? Isn't he fun? Just an absolute ball. Let me finish this. I'm, I'm, I'm just excited. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just kind of getting a little drunk here. And they'll give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they'll be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. And then it says, instead of shame, you'll have a double portion. Instead of confusion, you'll rejoice in your portion and you'll have, ever, and listen, listen, listen. The joy of the Lord will change everything in your life. Yeah, yeah. Change everything in your life. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's look at another one. Philippians chapter four. Let's 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 go back to the New Testament now. Are y'all ready for this? Yep. Yeah. Say ha ha ha. <laughs> you say, "Are you asking me to put it on?" I, actually, I am. Yeah. I heard Mark Hankins say this, and I never forgot it. Um, Your body, um, there's a healing power that happens in your body when you're laughing. But the good news is, is that your body doesn't know whether it's real or you're putting on. A fake one still works. So the the Bible says a merry heart does good like a medicine. So the next time you get drunk in the Holy Ghost and someone asks you, just say, I'm on my medication. (laughs) all right now I don't know how to get to Philippians where is that in the New Testament I'll find it I'll find it ah no it's over there somewhere Philippians 4 I'll tell you something else the joy of the Lord will do for you you'll get over the fear of what people think (laughs) you know there are people who don't they don't they don't meet strangers Justin's one of them. He don't, he's never met a stranger in his life. He'll talk to anybody, slow down long enough for him to talk to them. And he'll just walk up and get in the conversation, see how they're doing, pray for them. We were in Israel and he did not know that we were on a Baptist bus. I didn't tell him we were on a Baptist bus. So Justin comes bouncing on the bus like Tigger. (laughs) And he says, "The Lord showed me that some of y'all need healing." <laughs> I looked at Lisa and I said, "Shh, don't say nothing." Some of the old Baptists raised their hand. He said, "I'm gonna come back there and lay my hands on you, and God is gonna heal your body." And He did. Amen. And we just never told. And on the way home, we went <laughs> there. Baptist Justin. He went, "I don't care." Yeah. That's good. See, when you're drunk, you just don't, don't care. care. I, don't, I don't care if you. I don't care if you don't even believe it. I, and one of the guys on the bus said, "You don't see too many people like that, that the, his age, on fire for God." I said, "No, but it is possible." Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: It's true. Yeah. Amen. Philippians four. Y'all there? I'm waiting on you. I'm just waiting all day, and finally, I'm just going to go. Rejoice in the Lord, verse four, and always, and again, I say what rejoice let your gentleness be known to all men the lord is coming back soon that's what that means be anxious about what really can you do it but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to god and the peace of god that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your what your mind all right let's talk about this for a minute what are you thinking about Someone says, "Well, I'm battling depression. No, you're not. You're battling bad thoughts. You wouldn't be depressed if you were looking at the word. You wouldn't be depressed if you're looking at Jesus. See, when he said counter all joy," he was talking about, what are you looking at? Are you looking up? Or are you looking at the problem? Now, he says this right here, and he says, whatever things are, are, are good, whatever things are lovely, meditate and think on those things. Let me say this to you. You can find something good every day of your life. You can actually find something good about people if you'll look. You can find the dirt. It takes no depth to find dirt on anybody. We have some super spiritual people that go to this church. You can tell who they are. They're sad all the time. They, they're great prayer warriors. I've been praying. I've been praying over this church. I've been praying. Well, you ain't been with God. Because if you were with him, you wouldn't be looking like you've been sucking lemons. Because the Bible says he's laughing. You've been in there in a throne room, you'd be coming out laughing. Now, let me tell you something. When you're praying over stuff, go ahead and pray about it. But did he answer you? Yes. Then act like he answered you. Yes. You don't walk around carrying the weight of the world on you like, you, like you're God. You're not God. Amen. And now let's talk about people for a minute. Everybody in this room has issues, yes. including, <laughs> including Gabby right here. She has issues. Nathan, he has some issues, and we're not going to talk about them right now. I told you one of them a while ago. He runs off and leaves people in Venezuela and just leaves them there. Though they don't speak Spanish and they have to learn, but I'm not going to say anything else bad about him. But he's a good guy. Now it really doesn't take a whole lot to find anything wrong with your spouse. I stand with her on that. I can give you a list on her and me. I'll tell you. I'm going to tell you how you know someone is walking with God. Have they found the good in you? Can they see it? You and I, the reason why we don't have any joy is we got, we're too busy running around and sticking our nose where it don't belong.
0: Yeah, That's right. That's right. True. Good.
1: Love hardly notices when the others do it wrong. And honey, they do it wrong all the time. Hang around a church long enough, you'll see all kind of they did it wrong, you did it wrong, and you did it wrong. And Oh, my God, I don't know you, but I'll guarantee you hang around here, I'll find something you did wrong. I already know what you do wrong. Are you all out there? Did you go home? And then you hang around me long enough, you go, he did it wrong, too. That's not depth. Find something good. How deep are you? Can you celebrate the good? Find it and celebrate it. What does your spouse have that they add to you? Come on somebody said to brother Hagin he never criticized anybody never and they wanted to kind of figure out okay wait a minute let's let's ask him what he thinks about the devil and they went in and they had a camera on him brother Hagin you never say anything bad about anybody no walk in love what do you think of the devil he goes he's persistent (laughs) that's true too boy he is a persistent (laughs) cuss you can tell what you're thinking about by your face when you lose your joy you've gotten out of love and you've gotten out of faith kingdom of God is righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Ghost and when he says this right here, and let's read this. Let's just read it, and I'm gonna slow down. Oh, I'm I'm done anyway. I'm out of time. Finally, brethren, whatever's true, now I understand that what they did, they did, it, and that's true. But he didn't say just what's true. He said true and lovely. If it ain't true and lovely, then forget the uh, forget that true part. It's true he's cranky, yeah. But you know, okay. Whatever's noble, whatever's just, whatever's pure whatever's lovely, whatever's of a good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things, and the things you've learned and received and heard and saw in me, do them and the God of peace will be with you. Listen, right now you can look at the bad. Listen to me. You can turn on Facebook, and it ain't 10 minutes later you're in there going, your joy is gone. Now, you can close it and open up your Bible and go, he's on the throne. He's alive inside of me. He still answers prayer. He's a good God, and I'm righteous. I'm washed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. He will never leave me. He will never forsake me. And it it ain't long. See, what you're doing is you're changing the way you think. Learn to control your mind. I didn't say that the other wasn't true, and I didn't say they weren't a fact. I just said it's not the truth. Jesus says, I am the truth. I'm not a truth. I'm the truth. And I really believe that in the time we're living in right now, we're going to have to start getting accustomed to living like this. He gave you joy. It's a weapon. I mean, there's nothing that makes Satan matter than for him to rash you and you laugh at him. Yes, that's right. (laughs) I got one more story. It's about, it's a good story because I'm going to tell you about me whooping a guy. (laughs) We had a boy in our school named Danny Campbell. Danny Campbell was a little pain in the backside. One day during gym, he came up and decided he wanted to kind of pop me in the face, just slap me. I said, "Don't, don't do that." He said, "What you gonna do?" Now, if you know saw the movie Popeye, you know Danny County. little forearms big, little, little, little runny little dude, a little like Popeye the Sailor, walk like him too, about as ugly as him too. But anyway. Well, he started running around the gym, and he came back and, "I'm, like, well, I'm not going to do it." No, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> kind of popped, popped me again. And, you know, I have a, I have a fuse, and ain't as long as you think it is. But it's not, it's longer now than it was. It used to be real, real short. And I said, "Now don't do that." He said, "What are you going to do? I said, don't do that." Well, I don't know whether it was the third time or the fourth. I don't remember now. Somewhere in the middle of slap, blood was all over the gym. Danny was found himself falling from the top of the bleachers onto the floor in his white T-shirt, was soaking, I think he's tie-dyed it with red blood. There comes a point in your life where you just need to pop the fool out, the devil. But I told him, leave me alone. And I, I said, ha, ha, ha. Well, after I'm laughing, I go into the gym. Y'all, y'all know about gyms. Coach Shalagi. You know, people who whip you, you remember their name. It's funny, I don't remember any other coach name, but I remember And he said, you know I have to do this. So he bent me over his desk and he hit me. It wasn't hard. <coughs> he said, holler. And I went, ah! And then he shook my hand and said, I want a piece of Danny. <laughs> the next time I heard a holler in there, it wasn't. Ah. Coach moved Danny and the desk. Yeah. <laughs> you know when someone's laughing at you, you might want to back away. Satan don't like to be laughed at, and he knows that look in your eye when you go. Ha ha! Don't do it again. Say ha ha! <laughs> don't do it again. The last guy he jumped on blew him out of hell. And he remembers that. Now he, he, he don't know who you are. When you start acting like Jesus, he goes, now you just leave that guy alone, he's laughing. You get that? You see, he knows confidence. When you're afraid, he goes, now let me tell you another story. You know how to call a coyote? Act like a dying rabbit. And when you're crying, it's calling demons. I'll come over here. Every devil in hell can hear that and thinks you're a dying rabbit. You know how to repel him? Ha, ha,
0: ha.
1: They go, that ain't no rabbit. The guy with a gun's laughing. Ha, ha, ha Don't go over there. Say ha-ha. Count it all joy. Amen. Father God, what an awesome night we've had in here tonight. You said they'll count it joy. I'm asking everybody in this church would start making this a way of life. It's not just sermon. It's a way of life. I don't know what they're facing tomorrow morning when they wake up. It doesn't really matter. You're bigger than it. You're bigger than their problems. You're bigger than everything the devil will throw at them. And I pray they'll walk out of this church tonight and tomorrow morning wake up and go, ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. If God is laughing, I'm laughing with him. And I'm going to learn to count it all joy. Say, I will. will. Count it all joy. No matter what. In Jesus' name.
0: We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church.